Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming up on today's episode of Park Date, the presenter is on strike, the producers are on strike, the writers are on strike, the technicians are on strike, the lifeguards are on strike, so I can't go to the swimming pool. The dentist is on strike, so they won't take my aligners out. And even I'm on strike. Chris Beanland will not pay me enough money. He is a bastard. So take what you can get on this Strike It episode of Park Date. <laughs> Hurricane Heritage Park in Hurricane, Utah. A fantastic park where there are all these relics of the pioneer days when people were crossing America to move, move to the west. There are these uh, kind of wagons and agricultural equipment and uh, these old buildings and statues and things. You can hear some kids playing in the background really nice memory of the history of this place which sits next to the very beautiful and moving Zion National Park which I've really enjoyed exploring Uh, that's the preamble done Uh, this episode is one that I hope you're really going to enjoy it features the Birmingham writer Catherine O'Flynn who is honestly one of my favourite writers Hands down, she's the author of Mr. Lynch's Holiday, What Was Lost, and uh, her favourite book of mine, The News Where You Are, which is an absolute work of genius, a funny and moving and incredibly inspiring to me novel, uh, which I would love to turn into a TV series or a movie one day, if Catherine will let me, because it's so great, and I think so I talked to Catherine at Cannon Hill Park in Birmingham just before we did an event at the Midlands Arts Centre where we showed uh, some old TV um, programmes about Birmingham. I used to live in Birmingham, as you know, regular listeners will know I talk about this, and Catherine is from there, and we did this event where we talk about Birmingham, uh, and we showed these very camp and kitsch films, which I think... Uh, everyone enjoyed watching me and Catherine uh, talked about it some more and in fact there'll be another of these events 
uh, coming up later this year, so watch this space for more information about that. There's a very special guest we will be doing it with uh, later this year. Catherine, thank you for participating. Do enjoy this episode of Park Day and as ever, if you like it, please do leave a review and uh, subscribe um, at uh, wherever you get your podcasts, socials at Park Day Podcast. Please enjoy this episode. Welcome to Cannon Hill Park in Birmingham on a very cold <laughs> and dark night. I'm with Catherine O'Flynn. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chris. How are you doing, Catherine? It's okay, you know. It's <laughs> it's kind of. I I realise I spent quite a lot of my life avoiding parks in the dark, so this is quite. I think it's exciting or hideous, but yeah. Yeah, here we, are. we we were just saying that maybe the concept of park date does work better in the summer yeah. when you can walk around the park and it's sunny and warm. I mean, it's only half five, isn't it? It's half <laughs> half. <laughs> I don't think we'd really come. We've done the whole sun-moon thing at this time of year. Exactly. And there's no light uh, and no one, no one around. And did you say, Catherine, you had to walk through yeah. Cannon Hill Park from your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked here... Um, from your neighbourhood. Yeah, and there was kind of hideous, like, gridlock on the road, so I thought, oh, yeah. well, I'll turn off into the park and then instantly regret it. <laughs> you know, it was like quarter to five. I thought it's not going to be that scary, but I am actually, I've realised I am a real scaredy cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get very easily spooked. Uh, and so, yeah, that that's that's pretty much proved it oh, to well, me. This is, this is interesting to me, Catherine, because a lot of the characters in your books are quite brave, aren't they? <laughs> like, they're, you know, they're kind of... Kind of looking out, like investigating mysteries yeah. and... Yeah, I don't know if they'd actually be that brave when it came down to it. You know, I, I kind of, you know, yeah, I, I, I will sort of, you know, look at things and think about things, but whether I would actually step into any kind of situation of peril or jeopardy, ah. I, you know, I don't want to disappoint you it's right from the off. That's so, that's <laughs> so interesting to me. Do you think that's... Is there, is there an element of you maybe writing, um, like, sort of a, a kind of better version of myself right, yeah exactly. I reckon yeah, yeah. definitely definitely yeah. sort of slightly uh, slightly funnier and more exciting <laughs> and I mean god if I literally wrote about myself well then you know that would not really appeal that would appeal to even less readers than I do it, it's, fu- it's, it's funny as well isn't it when people say oh do you do you write about yourself and I think it's I think it's um, it dangerous territory if you're just going to yeah. write completely autobiographically yeah. isn't it yeah but you can tell can't you when there's a a really obvious yeah. sort of version of the writer. Very much so, yeah. Or that someone is clearly writing a memoir that they've been kind yeah. of pressurised into fictionalising because <laughs> the publishers think, you know, a novel <laughs> will do better than a memoir. Yeah, it always comes across because novels that are actually disguised memoirs are kind of weird. You think this isn't quite fully novelish, but exactly. it's got a certain feeling to it. But yeah, um, but having said that, I did, I was the other day, I was thinking about things I'd written and I realised that they are kind of all versions of the same book I think I'm not sure that I am um, you know you like to think you could turn your hand to anything but I've come to the point that I realise I'm basically always going to be writing about I don't know variations of loss and place that's it basically that's that so thing. funny that you say that but they're all really interesting things and mm. great uh, great great subject uh, great subject matter and I think yeah. there's, a, there's a lot within that that you can say as well isn't there so. well I guess I mean I keep sort of churning them out but <laughs> you know, every time I start though I think it's going to be a different book I think ah this is where I'm really I'm going to really tackle these other issues and then at the end it's like 
Oh no, it was it was another book about loss. Oh God, some geese. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> See, you don't imagine geese flying at night, no. do you? you imagine, I, I thought they might have been bats or something. Yeah, I did at first, but that's just because yeah. I have no idea about nature. And then <laughs> I looked up and realised they were clearly geese. Oh my God, what what we could do if there's time if there's time after the the event that we're doing tonight, we could go to the Birmingham Nature Park. Have you been there? The yeah. Is yeah. that what it's called? The, the na- we used to call the Nature Centre. I think it's got nature fancier Center. name now, but yeah. yeah I'm not going there, by the way, but carry on, carry on with this crazy idea, yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could find out about the natural world, we could yeah. look at... Um, Chris, it closes, it oh closes no. at like tea time, it's not going to be open it's at Burby, nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent too much time in London. Or New York or somewhere, yeah, exactly. I mean, so what kind of nature centre, municipal nature centre is open at night, at night in the middle of winter? Um, yeah, it, that wouldn't work. We'd just I'll, get arrested if we tried we to We would, there. wouldn't we? I want to see the red pandas. Do they still do they still live there? Do you remember the story of the red panda no. that escaped? <laughs> this I don't is, know this story. Oh, my gosh, Catherine. This is one of my favourite Birmingham stories. Um, they had two red pandas in the mm. nature centre, and uh, one of them escaped, and it got as far as Mosley. And... <laughs> Um, everyone was looking for it for days yeah. and it was on it was on the local news and yeah. eventually um, they tracked it down and and the red panda was voted Brummy of the year by the, by the people of Birmingham when they had to vote for their favorite uh, favorite Brummy because it had kind of made this epic uh, journey Did across. Did it briefly become a member of UB40? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Travels around mostly. On and triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, UB40. I don't know how I missed that. That's, yeah. That was, sounds uh, like a key moment in Birmingham's history yeah. that passed me by. I think it was about 2005. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah. So we can uh, we can talk about that tonight. Well, so <laughs> maybe this is a, a maybe this is a, a good moment to mention why we're here. We're still we're obviously stood in this park in the cold. Mm. Um, Literally yards from warmth and light. Yes. No, but it's important that we stand in the park. I get that. <laughs> Catherine's <laughs> kind of thinking, why are we outside? It's like. We're we're, we're the no, it's atmospheric. I feel like we're, we're the sort of orphans at Christmas. We're looking inside <laughs> at the happy, warm families yeah. drinking their uh, drinking their coffees and their cocos, and we're, we're we're stood outside trying to stick to the the principle of the yeah. the Park Date podcast, where we do we do the podcast outside. It's because you've got integrity. Wow, thank yeah. you. You're the first person to say that. Thank <laughs> you, Catherine. I appreciate it. Um, but uh, and you know, if they ever ask you to be on Last Word, if I get run over or something, I very much enjoy you uh, talking about my <laughs> sense of integrity it would be, be it would mean a lot to stood me stood out there in the cold exactly even though, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that oh <laughs> very loud very loud sneeze in the background yeah um, but the re- so the reason we're at MAC we're at this uh, art centre mm. which is next to the park uh, and tonight me and Catherine are going to be uh, doing an, an event at uh, the Square Eyes TV festival where we're going to show programs about Birmingham and we're going to talk about the TV history of Birmingham. How are you feeling about this Catherine? Are you excited about it? I am I am quite excited now. Yeah. I was a little bit anxious for a while you know mm-hmm. but that's just my, my trademark feeling and now yeah I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, there's some quite quite good little things we've found and I think it will be I mean I think it will be pleasant for us I'm not sure how much the audience are going to yeah. I had this worry that actually we picked a lot of clips that we find we enjoy 
and will just absolutely kill the audiences, you know, with their sort of inner ring road. Yeah. But, but you know, hey, it's, you know, we're, we'll like it. That's the key thing. We'll like it. Well, I think we're going to have a great time because we're going to show a lot of the programmes that we like. Yeah. And then whether we, maybe we'll do a postscript podcast after and we'll, we'll see how people, <laughs> people have responded. Have they been throwing, you know, banana skins at us because they can't take... Um, another video about the inner ring road. Yeah, of a man shouting above the sound of traffic in Birmingham <laughs> yes. in the 1970s, which an awful lot of the clips seem to involve. Th- yeah, that's a lot of it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but hey, you know, I think they, I don't know. Hopefully, they they're up for that. Yeah, people know. I mean, they know what they're getting into. They've they've read the read the description. So <laughs> if they turn up, they've only got themselves to blame. Yeah, I think. they're fools. They're, exactly. <laughs> but I feel like I don't know about you, Catherine, but I was looking through. Obviously, what we've chosen, I think, is great. But there's even more we could show. There's a lot of really great archive stuff and a lot of great nostalgia. And I yeah. feel like maybe we could do we could do this again. We could show different things. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot about the history of uh, Birmingham that you can kind of learn from from watching these things. And a lot of it's really funny as well, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think you're right. We could have... Uh, you could definitely... Because we've kind of... I guess there's quite a lot of our stuff is... 60s, 70s yeah. stuff, which is what people think of when they think of Birmingham, and obviously yeah. for TV, you're going to have to go that. But there's low, yeah, there would be loads of stuff that would be really interesting to cover. But you know, yeah. another time maybe. Let's exactly. see how bad the feedback <laughs> is after this yeah, one. Bad the feedback is, but yeah, it's certainly something that's like supposed to be fun. I think there's going to be like a lot of funny, uh, funny clips and things, and yeah, kind of a bit of quirky, quirky nostalgia. Um, what are some of the what are some of the favourites of yours, Catherine, that we're going to be showing tonight? What what kind of appeal to you when we're um, sort of thinking s- about it? I think um, yeah, I was expecting to find lots of like kind of quite cheesy local TV or yeah. handover stuff, um, and I suppose predictably that's not that easy to find really because people don't necessarily tend to video those moments where someone you know saw. <laughs> I always remember actually watching this live on uh, Midlands Today yeah. where. Um, I think it was Kay Alexander, who was a you know a long-term presenter of Midlands Today, famed for her amazing knitwear. Very and glamorous. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she um, she was introducing you know the next item. What do they call it? They don't call it an item. They have some little word for it. Um, doesn't matter. Package. Any, package. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's probably it. And um, she was obviously reading the auto cue, and as she read it, it tailed off with her saying and now for some more parochial nonsense <laughs> and so someone had obviously dicked oh, around oh with no. the yours and it was just as she said it her voice kind of just tailed off oh and just like parochial nonsense wow <laughs> and someone would be in big trouble for that they would be in really big yeah. trouble yeah but um so i didn't find things like that but the um i don't know i really like that random clip found of um the angry liverpudlian man who uh, is what's his name Arthur? Um, yeah, can't remember his surname now. Anyway, he's a Liverpudlian sculptor. He doesn't like Birmingham. He doesn't like Birmingham, mm. and he's also quite a cross man anyway. Yes. And uh, he's <laughs> just—it's just an amazing, like, splenetic sort of fifteen minutes or something of him just really ranting about how awful Birmingham is. And uh, you know, no, some of it is not wrong, but uh, it's really the, the the level of his sort of spleen that's kind of quite amusing. He reminds me a lot of um you know, Harry Cross who used to be on Brookside years ago. He's got that level of kind of uh, Yeah. Anger. But yes, that's fun. What about what about you? Yeah, I I, I like those ones too. Mm. I think the the um Liverpudlian one is really really interesting as well because it's kind of giving a different viewpoint because there's a lot of uh there's a lot of very positive 
um, stuff about how the city is great and here's yeah. all these amazing new developments which I think is re really interesting as well because it's a I think one of the things that attracts me about that period and those uh, those clips is the the optimism the kind of blind optimism like yeah. we'll build this ring road yeah, there's a lot yeah. of ring road stuff yeah, exactly yeah. here's this new utopia yeah. so it's interesting to see the sort of <laughs> other the <laughs> other side of that but yeah, yeah I love obviously we're, we're both drawn to the um, humorous side of life mm. I think aren't we Catherine as, as writers and I think the things which are funny really really make me laugh um, the, the, when Chris Tarrant is talking to the guy <laughs> from the countryside who comes to Birmingham yeah. and he doesn't really know what to make of it that's brilliant no, as yeah. well isn't it yeah yeah it's a really odd idea yeah. for a segment isn't it just uh, exactly. around this old guy who hasn't been into a city for 25 years yeah and and Chris Tarrant's kind of explaining to him how a parking meter works yeah. and how, <laughs> yeah, how a roundabout works. And he's sort of, d d none the wiser. He's not seen Birmingham since the 20s or something, has <laughs> so he? There's probably things that are more <laughs> remarkable to him than the parking meter. You know, it's like not that big a thing. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think the, the, the kind of um, funniness of it is, um, yeah, one of the things that really appeals to me. Um, I think also when, I don't know about you, Catherine, when I w was writing... Um, my novel, The, the Wall mm. in the Head, I was sort of, there, there was a part of me that was drawn to this idea of the, the kind of seedy glamour of it, right? Yeah. So how maybe that it was, I, I think a lot of the programmes are kind of portraying this idea of, yeah, maybe this kind of 70s glamour, like yeah. you know, people smoking yeah. and driving yeah. a car and drinking and yeah. it all seems like very very cool in a way and now but then yeah. you look back on it and you're like what it's just kind of like funny yeah you see that in gangsters i think a lot yeah, there's a lot yeah, of this definitely. sort of smoking and drinking and driving sort of yeah. culture that real kind of seedy underbelly of Birmingham. right it was exactly kind of the prevalent culture wasn't it the kind of you know yeah yeah exactly and I, then i think the humor as well i think birmingham's a very funny place and mm. people are very keen to sort of laugh at stuff so yeah the you know, I I kind of came up with, uh, you know, this idea for some bad sitcoms and some bad game shows yeah. with with like bad, bad production values, kind of as a homage to things like Gangsters and Crossroads yeah. and yeah. stuff like that, which um, I think are you know, just a pleasure to watch as well. It's sort of simpler times, isn't it? In a way. Yeah, I, I always wonder what how it would go if they if they show if it, on one of the TV channels they reran Crossroads. Yeah, oh, what I would, would people I would certainly think? Watch it. Yeah. That's really weird. There's a dog with like a light on its uh, <laughs> <laughs> collar. Which from a distance, it was just like a, a low-level UFO. It, I was really terror. I was like frozen with terror. Then I just saw this light bounding across this the park. A red me. light, um, <laughs> just moving quite slowly. Uh, instantly, I saw. Um, so for uh, for Halloween, someone had uh, done this costume for their dog, which made the dog look like a giant spider oh so they let God. the they let the dog <laughs> run around and it looked like this this like giant spider and people it were caused pandemonium. it did yeah people were kind of running away in terror wow. uh so it, was, it almost almost as bad as that um, um, <laughs> it, it occurred to me sort of too late that we didn't find well we didn't find any clips of cannon hill park to put in that's famously yes. there's one i've seen the telly yes. savalas looks at birmingham it has bits of cannon hill park but i was um yeah, because it used to have, I don't know if you, I don't, well, you weren't in Birmingham in the 70s, were you? But they, there was a mysterious thing that used to happen, I think, every year called the Tulip Festival. Oh. And I've never, I, <laughs> it was a really big deal, that's what mm. I remember. And uh, I think 
What was, happened? Well, exactly what happened. As far as I remember, I came one year and it was really underwhelming. There were just, right. there were lots of tulips, but they weren't doing anything. You know, there wasn't any sorting. Yeah. So there were tulips and I think there might have been a fair, but every year it was like, oh, the oh. tulip festival is coming again. So that, I'm we sure... they're to investigate that. Yeah, because it sounds like some amazing pagan yeah. rite, the tulip, like midsummer or something. <laughs> but it, as far as I remember, it wasn't like that at all. It, it was... was uh, <laughs> I mean, so I might be doing an injustice to the tulip festival, yeah. but... You know, um, yeah, and I was thinking of, I don't know, I was trying to think of memories I have of uh, of this park yeah. in particular. I don't know, did you used to hang out here much when you were in Birmingham? When, yeah, I did come here a bit when, yeah, when I lived in Mosley. This was like the nearest, uh, nearest park here in Highbury Park I used to go yeah, to as yeah, well. Yeah, Highbury's nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're both, yeah, both kind of nice, uh, nice parks. Um, but no, I don't, I don't remember the Tulip Festival, but... Now you mentioned Telly Savalas looks at Birmingham. Yeah. For for those of you that have never seen seen this, uh, well, let, let's just call it the best film ever made <laughs> because it it simply is. And actually, Catherine very kindly uh, did a podcast with me when we talked about that. And hopefully, one day we'll uh, <laughs> we'll finally finally make the, uh, something uh, something of that. I think there's a whole series about about this film where Telly Savalas. Does he or does he not come to Birmingham? Mm. We need to need to investigate. But yeah, he goes to a park. I'm not sure. Is it this park? I he think he, it is Cannon Hill. Is it? Yeah, yeah I it think he, it is. It looks like it. Right, yeah. and there's a disco dancing competition, competition and over 40s disco dancing competition yeah. and I think there's hot air balloons as well isn't there maybe yeah. do, do you remember those? I don't remember the hot air balloons yeah. to be honest but I m- that might have been the, one of the longer cuts because the last time I saw it I saw a brief you know the yeah. sort of uh, redacted version right <laughs> oh <laughs> Catherine I've, I've got the director's director's oh, cut I think, it, I think it lasts about 25 minutes or something yeah see I, I, so I'm not sure I've ever seen the full 25 minutes so that's need, pretty exciting right well you have to come around mine in London <laughs> and we'll get we'll get some popcorn <laughs> and we'll get we'll get so we'll get some soft drinks We'll Brew we'll 11. It's a 1970s yes. kind of Midlands alcohol. <laughs> Brew 11. There was M and B. Is that the M and M and B brand? Yeah, I think? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get that exactly, and um, yeah, we'll make it. We'll get one of those pub ash trays. <laughs> yeah. Get some cigarettes on the go. It'll be yeah. it'll be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, t- Telly Telly comes to some kind of park, and um, yeah, it looks um, looks like a very very exciting, uh, very exciting occasion. Yeah, I mean, who knows? That could have been midst Tulip Festival. I, d- I don't yes, know. Maybe, maybe that's why he came. Maybe um, we and we were talking about showing that tonight, but because it's a TV festival and that's, I guess, technically sure, a, yeah. a film um, mm. sort of cinema film, then maybe it doesn't uh, doesn't count. And also, it costs uh, money that <laughs> no one. No one has. In fact, I'm surprised the lights and the heating are even on in Mac. Uh, yeah. You know, g- given current uh, current conditions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think the uh, the money that we would need to show Telly Savalas uh, looks of Birmingham would be uh, outside yeah. outside our outside our budget. But Sad. I think um, you know those watching all those films, they really I think they inspire both of us. And um, I I, I want to ask you as well, Catherine. Like you know, when it comes to when it comes to writing and TV, I think there's so many crossovers, isn't there? And I was really inspired by watching so many of those TV shows yeah. and so many of those films. And I kind of wanted to fictionalise them. Telly Savalas looks at Birmingham appears <laughs> as itself in yeah. in uh, the, news the news where you are. You, are. Yeah, yeah. Um, you talk about that, which I thought yeah. was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> brilliant way. You talk about walking on the walkways and yeah, yeah. sitting on the seats. <laughs> 
which is it's great. I think it's good to bring bring those yeah. kind of touchstone, those cultures. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Touchstones into a novel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, well, I mean, because it was about, you know, the sort of local TV in Birmingham Mm. and the sort of the the sort of the mythology of 70s Birmingham. And that film is just such a an oddity and uh, you know engaging in so many levels it's just marvellous yeah. I mean I don't like to think about the fact that Telly Swallows did you know was it Portsmouth as well I try yes. not to think about that Portsmouth and Aberdeen, <laughs> Aberdeen. We, we won't talk about that no that's just, just too, that literally is really upsetting yeah. but yeah, yeah it's like he had two other wives yeah yeah it is it's like you <laughs> know secret yeah, it really, really upset me when I first yeah. found that out. But you know, yeah, I just block it out. Yeah, don't think about I'm it. I've never, I would never want to see those films. <laughs> in case he says some of the same lines, because I suspect he might do. Because you know, the script is quite impoverished, and I suspect it might be spread thinly over all three. Yeah, uh, ha- yeah. Harold Bowen was uh, was definitely one for, uh, for rehashing. Recycling, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, re- recycling. But yeah, I think they they work really well, and I think that the the concept of of TV news works really well, and I, I was thinking about this recently. I don't know if you if you've seen the newsreader, Catherine, the Australian uh, TV drama that they showed showed on the BBC, and that's set in an Australian uh, TV newsroom in the 80s. Oh, okay. It's really really, right. really good. 
Yeah, I really, really recommend that one. But I think that TV TV newsroom is a really great place yeah. for drama. And yeah. yeah, I think, you know, it works so well in the news where you are as like a place where you can find those disparate characters or the, the different kind of TV journalists and then their families. And yeah. It, yeah, it kind of all works really well, like a sort of strange family yeah yeah family and I, th- I was kind of intrigued by just the perceptions we have of you mm. know local tv and local tv presenters and mm. i suppose you know you grow up and you just i don't know you know like with when they make their corny jokes you think oh god they're terrible and then you know you think yeah but they've got an interior life and you know they're they're a journalist and they you know this is actually all quite well judged and well measured and they and it's um yeah it kind yeah. of it kind of interested me the kind of the public perception and the the person yeah, they're, they're fantastic characters as well, aren't they? You know, if, if you don't live in the Midlands, you might not know these names, like <laughs> Alan Towers yeah. and Bob Warman, but yeah. in yeah. this region, in Birmingham and Wolverhampton oh, yeah. and Coventry and Leicester and Warwick, all these places, they're really household names. These yeah. are the people that you, you yeah. would sit down and watch every day on the on the telly at six o'clock. Yeah. Kay Alexander and Sue Wendy Beardsmore, Nelson, yeah. Sue Beardsmore. All these yeah. people became really like yeah iconic yeah. there's a mythology it's a around strange them. kind of celebrity isn't it isn't it's it? got very clear boundaries yeah. Yeah. but they are very you know big stars in there mm. you know just very recognized and, and quite beloved in their uh, in their yeah. area so yeah it's it must be a really weird type of celebrity yeah it's it's yeah. a strange one i was re-watching they um they made a sort of celebration piece for bob warman uh yeah. when he retired from central and then ATV before he'd been presenting for 50 years <laughs> which is an incredible amount of time to be doing the local news so he's sort of seen all these changes yeah um, but yeah this very sort of debonair character you know, yeah he's like the classic kind of anchorman isn't he exactly yeah. and I imagine Catherine you, you sort of had you know, people like yeah. Bob and Alan in mind yeah, right, when you were yeah, creating yeah. creating your character yeah definitely you know I think I had a bit of um, a bit of Nick Owen in there Nick as well Owen. who obviously yeah. he's kind of an interesting character because he went national and then came back or yeah. you know and I'm not sure how never quite sure how he's felt about that but <laughs> yes <laughs> he's now, you know he had he had the national stardom him and yeah. Diamond and then was back in the Midlands so who knows I don't think he's from the Midlands is he originally I'm not sure I, I, I don't I, I, we didn't I bet neither of us have ever read his memoir which do you know what it was called what was it called okay this is gonna (laughs) okay in the time of nick (laughs) you see what he's done there he has amazingly (laughs) that is brilliant that is brilliant i actually i actually do know where he's from he's from luton that's what i thought he's a luton town yeah he's a luton town supporter but uh, but yeah, that's a great title mm. for a memoir. Um, yeah. And also, he he was on uh, ITV, a- ATV as it was in the Midlands, yeah. uh, and then went to see the BBC oh. after. So he kind of done both, right, right, right. both he's, sides. He's looked at love from both sides. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. also, um, I think you know, one of the things we're going to talk about tonight is, um, well, the BBC and ITV were the main two kind of producing uh, companies. Uh, and I think we're, we're probably going to show a lot from from those two, and you can see the differences as well, can't yeah, you? Yeah. In the programmes that they produced, uh, in the, the the dramas and the comedies, maybe BBC often a bit more kind of 
highbrow, we would say, maybe I, ITB. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Lot. Certainly with the news, the, the ITB news, ITB today had a bit of a lighter feel, I think, or, you know. Yes, yes, exactly, to yeah. To some extent, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, exactly, you can see that in the news, can't you? AT, ATB news had yeah. pieces about, you know, welly-wanging. And, yeah. And um, who was the, the uh, I forget his name, the guy who Chris Tarrant would often do a one-two with, who was a bit older, was it John Swallow, something like oh, that? Oh, I think that is right, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, would, right. he yeah. would do a lot of those, those <coughs> yeah. kind of quirky, yeah. those quirky, um, quirky reports, which always kind of lightened, lightened the tone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you could, see, you could see the differences, couldn't you, between, between the both of them, like how they would cover a story. Yeah, I mean, for me, there was a lot of, a lot of, I mean, this is a bit harsh, but it did seem for a long time that I'd put on local news, which by that stage was Midlands Today, really, and it just seemed to have news that was insanely <laughs> dispiriting and depressing. I mean, <laughs> not necessarily sometimes even yeah. that much news value. It was just like, what can we do that will really bring people down the most? What local story is going to devastate yeah. them? I'm sure that wasn't their brief, but it, I think I was just unlucky yeah. that every time I turned it on, it was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what yeah. now? What sort of, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so sometimes the welly wank you need a bit yeah. of that, I think. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's funny as well. I was thinking, like, when I was writing um, about how these programmes uh, kind of, kind of impact us, and how maybe at a local level, you're, you're so close, if it makes sense, that you, you feel like maybe. There's another dog oh, yeah, with a yeah. illuminated. I I see, you don't, you don't realise, but I see them coming from the distance, and there's always a you know, Catherine's looking in the distance. What's coming over? What's it's coming like over? UFOs. It's, it's weird. It's, like, it's <laughs> the whole world you don't see in the daytime in the park. It's, it's re- like it's really nighttime weird. illuminated dogs. It's really weird. Yeah. Which would be a good name for a band. It would be. That could be our band. <laughs> You could play keyboards. I'll be I'll yeah. be singing. Bon Tempe, yeah. It'll be great. It'll yeah. be great. Um, yeah. But yeah, this I think this idea of um, the connection to local TV is really interesting. And um, I, you know, in in my book, the the writer kind of is almost going a bit mad. He's kind of dreaming about these sequences, um, like the, you know, the opening sequences where you would see. Uh, like the, you know, the titles to ATV today yeah. or Midlands today, where you see these views of the city, he's kind yeah. of dreaming about those things, and then he's dreaming about the logos, which I think are quite funny, and the the yeah. weird music, and it's all it all kind of comes comes back home because it feels so near. Like you see, maybe you see them out filming stuff, you watch the TV, and you think, oh, that's just down the road. Yeah, it yeah. feels kind of near, and also the connection that you have, and I love. In the news where you are, the um, uh, the news presenter is getting communications from people. They're yeah. writing in, yeah, yeah. and obviously, yeah, the, the the joke writing, which I think is great as well. Like he's <laughs> got, you know, he's got fans, yeah. and you think of, yeah, the the kind of closeness makes it seem like you can be it's almost like you know these people and you see them in your living room every day so yeah I remember seeing I can't remember what this was on it was a program I was watching on telly possibly about local news or sort of, and there was a woman on it talking about her mother who had loved this is this really lacks specificity this story sorry because I can't remember any of the names <laughs> but her mother loved make this, it all up yeah <laughs> her mother loved this particular um, you know the, the anchor man yeah. in their area really um, you know was and, and tuned in every day 
and then he stopped being the yeah. the guy on that TV channel, and she kind of stopped watching and you know lost interest. And then years later, she was on holiday in another part of the country, and he was there doing their local no. TV. And apparently, like the mother was dead, she literally, you know, it was as if she had been betrayed personally. She just couldn't believe that he'd just gone to another region. And I think that's it. It's, there's that kind of very, um, yeah, close connection with yeah. Sarah. <laughs> yeah, and you do. It's it, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, well, in the in the Bob Orman documentary, I learned that he uh, did a spell on Calendar, Yorkshire TV News. TV. Which I wasn't, I wasn't aware of. But yeah, the the idea that there were these other regions <laughs> with other music—it's a bit like the kind of Father Ted, Craggy Island, right? This all parallel universe exactly. you don't want to know about. It's like very similar, but slightly what's um yeah yeah slightly weird. Exactly, uh, and yeah. th- another island with yeah like a yeah. parallel yeah, parallel yeah. community. And I, I don't know if you remember this as well, Catherine. You could kind of retune. TVs, yes, yeah. and I remember like when I was little, you could reach in the TV and you could maybe get another region, yeah, very yeah. you know, indistinctly, and yeah. you could see a bit of another local news and the, the other logos. You're like, What is this other world out there? <laughs> it's very strange. This is before, like, people, maybe younger people don't realize everything's very centralized now. You just have BBC, ITV, it's all very yeah. corporate. But the regions were so strong. Yeah, you had in the different sev- TV yeah, 70s and 80s, yeah. different logos, different listings, different yeah. programs. It was very, very, yeah. very unique and very, um, a very strong identity in every region, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you sort of get these glimpses of this kind of bizarro world yeah. version of your. And it's like, oh, yeah. what's he? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> different presenters, different news, different <laughs> music. It's very, very, very yeah. strange. But I, I almost wonder if we're kind of going back to that because you see now. Maybe this is something we can talk about tonight as mm. well in the event, but I think a lot of, uh, you know, when they closed Central and they closed Pebble Mill in Birmingham, and yeah. that kind of spelled the end for a lot of TV production yeah. here. But now you see there's this onus on getting out of London, so yeah. Channel 4 have gone to Leeds and uh, lots of the BBC have gone to Manchester. Manchester yeah. So there's a lot of outside London now. Yeah. It's kind of the, the, the opposite to what you were seeing maybe 10, 20 years ago. And if we had the studios in Birmingham, I think there would be yeah. a lot of production here, a lot of media here, and probably, yeah, the city would have been uh, maybe doing a bit better on all of those, on yeah, all of those it things. Yeah, it is really sad. I mean, Pebble Mill was, I mean, it was such a cool building as well, you know, designed by yeah. John Maiden, obviously, sort of big Birmingham architect. Yes, and, uh, yeah. you know, it was this, like, kind of national TV that was going out every day. And I think, as I, as I said to you, it's where I... So my first ever gig, I saw the Wombles there. Yes, and, uh, of course. How was that? Dreamlike, I think. You know, often yeah. I think, was it a dream? And I actually had checked recently. I thought, did the, and I checked, yeah, they did appear there in about currently seventy three or seventy four. Yeah. So I'd have been three or four. Yeah. And um, I just remember it being completely mental. Just you know, not being able to get my head around the fact, like, geez, God, the Wombles are on the. That's incredible. <laughs> but actually, I think, I mean, I think the chances of not running into the Wombles live at that point, but was, was, was like, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they seemed to be just doing They're anything. Everywhere. They were turning up everywhere, but you know, yeah, They're it kind everywhere. of, uh, for me, that's what Pebble Mill always represents. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, lots of lots of memories, lots of memories. Before we finish, Catherine. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're. we're you know, we've we've both written novels, uh, mm. kind of inspired by um, uh, TV, pop culture, music, yeah. and other things like that, yeah. as well. I, you know, I, I guess when I was writing mine, I don't, I don't know if it was similar for for you, but I sort of wrote it as well with this idea in mind of how it would look, how you could film it, and yeah. I think, you know, I I think for me, I would love to write 
something for TV or film. Sure, yeah. Later on, I don't know if that's something that you feel if if you would like to see what was lost or the news where you are as a TV adaptation or something different you'd like to do? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's weird because I used to think about that and I thought, yeah, you know, there'd be something really appealing about not having to write, you know, all the, you know, just some visual, you don't have to write all the, how they got into yeah. the room, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but what I realised quite, uh, I went, I actually went and did um, a screenwriting course. Yes, yeah, so we were this could be, this, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I realised the problem is I you need to have a lot of ideas. You need to be able to yeah. have ideas and be willing to dispose of them quickly. You know, when fix the, the chance of people become. And I literally I was thinking about this earlier. I have an idea about once every four years, and you know, it's just <laughs> not not going to cut the mustard in the fast moving world of. Uh, so um, so yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by that, but I think I'm not sure that I have uh, I have the uh, the right stuff for that at all. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, I do think that I do think your books would make really, really good uh, TV I'm adaptations. I have to say. I know they've been trying to do what was lost for years. Different yeah. people keep taking it on and then failing, <laughs> passing really? it on. But it's still it's still out there somewhere with someone. So it's kind of they. Yeah. And I think the news where you, you are someone tried as well for a while and then again get. <laughs> we should do it together. I think it would be great. The news where yeah. you are, especially, I think would be great. Mr. Lynch's Holiday would be a great TV show. What was lost as well, but I think the news, news where you it's are. It's about TV, yeah. yeah. It would, be, yeah. I think it would yeah. work so, so well, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we should try and make, try and make that happen. <laughs> I think, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, just before we finish, Catherine, what's um, what are you kind of working on at the moment? You, you were doing some children's books as well, weren't you? Are you doing like more of that? Or? I did a couple of children's books, which I really enjoyed mm. writing. Still managed to really be about loss and place, you know, even though I tried <laughs> to enter into children's books. And, uh, oh, wow, we're next to a kind of boot camp session now. This is it. See, again, oh. I didn't know this kind of thing went on at night. What's the, is this like exercise or yeah, something? I think it's that British military fitness, you know, where it's like oh, right. a mean man shouts at you. And, <laughs> He's uh, quite loud. Let's go back, to, <laughs> let's go back towards Mac. Wow. And well, um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah so <laughs> shouting at those people <laughs> to do some, do some exercise, yeah, thing. exactly. Um, yeah, so I write a couple of children's books which yeah. I enjoy doing, but I think, um, I kind of, I don't know, there's a bit of a thing with children's books where you know, I think it's a bit of an expectation, you write another one, another one, you build up a big series, yeah, um, and I don't know. I don't. Know. I just thought, well, I've, I've kind of said what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, I might go back to them, but for now, I'm kind of had two. See, two is a really bad number, though, for a number of children's books. I mean, you do one standalone, that makes sense. You do six. Two just doesn't make any sense. You've whatsoever. got to do four more, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two is a really the, f- the full David Williams. <laughs> but I like, I like kind of just leaving it there. Just a sort of half finished meal. Just like, oh, we'll just do two. Um, and uh, since then, I, yeah, I've been trying to kind of write a book about the house and the area I grew up in so kind of a memoir type uh, thing yes. Um, oh yes we were saying that yeah, yeah exactly sort of yeah, just um, yeah. something because basically you know it was this everything around, my mum and dad had a shop and everything around us got mm-hmm. demolished so this I think is why I'm so interested in like redevelopment of Birmingham but they were actually I didn't really realise this when I was little but our shop was under a compulsory purchase order to be demolished at any point oh, really wow, right. and everyone else had moved out yeah. we were literally the only people who lived in this block and it was the only block left standing within uh, for quite a few years and um, where was this this was this in Neachels e- yeah. yeah so East Birmingham yeah, yeah. and so um, it's kind of just about growing up in that kind of empty space and the impact that the, the house kind of 
I suppose it had a bit of bad vibe to it. You know, it was a sh the shop was great when the shop was open. It yeah. was all, when the shop shut, there was just a slightly. And I think it was because my parents were kind of trapped there. Obviously, they couldn't sell it. They couldn't right. move. They were just. And so, um, yeah, I've been right about that. But I mean, that makes it sound quite dark. It's it's largely about you know kind of just sort yeah. of you know music I was into and you know oh, sort excellent. of. Uh, you might, you know, insane confectionery prejudices and things like that, but you know, there's this kind of slight sort of darkness in it, really. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know that, that, that it's. Um, I don't know that it's anything anyone would particularly want to read, but I'm kind I of enjoying writing it. I would love to read it, Catherine. It, uh, it kind of makes me think of maybe some elements of like Lindsay Hanley's yeah, um, yeah, yeah, books as well yeah, yeah which yeah. I think is really really good on yeah. that because she brings in pop culture as well yes. which I really love yeah, like the music yeah. listening to the Smiths while she's kind of yeah. exploring this weird new world I think yeah. it's yeah really interesting to bring yeah. all that together isn't it yeah so yeah I'm uh doing that yeah and, uh, look forward to it oh thank you Chris you might be the only person who will <laughs> but that's, that's good, to, good to hear right let's go inside I've kept you out, out in the cold too long um, it is a bit chilly, isn't but it? It's been great. I mean, it's been really great for me to see what goes on in a park yes. at night. Yeah, you know, I used to work in Mac, and uh, did you? Yeah, I didn't that. yeah, I worked on the box office here for oh, quite a few years, right. and so um, I would, but I never, I never hmm. used to exit the park side at night. So yeah, only the other side. Yeah, luminous yeah. dogs and you know sergeant major type people shouting, and it's, yeah. it's quite. It's not as it's not as terrifying as I thought actually. Have you still got a key to the you know the all the secret back rooms <laughs> and stuff? Well, I think mm. that David's going to show us that tonight, but. That works. When I worked here, yeah, it was before it had its big um, sort of refit a yeah. few years back, and um, yeah, I mean it was labyrinthine, and there was the kind of the puppet yeah. store, which was amazing, where all the sort of the original um, yeah. wooden puppets from the 70s, and uh, there was like loads of, I uh, probably still is loads of sort of basement rooms that frequently got flooded, and right. it was, I mean, it was great. and you would get people coming in who assumed because it's in the park that we were kind of park rangers, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, amazing stuff. We get people. Can, can we rent one of the <laughs> swan pedalos? <laughs> or come in and sort of saying, like a man came once really panicking because he'd seen a duck go underwater. <laughs> and he was really <laughs> freaking out about it. Or people bringing injured squirrels and so it was. It was actually a really. Yeah, hold it. They brought in an injured squirrel for you to. So <laughs> this was a particularly bad time where a woman came in hysterical. I thought oh like someone had died, yeah. and her dog had attacked a squirrel. Right. And she was absolutely in pieces about yeah. the fact that her dog had done this she like saw her dog in a whole new light and she was really upset yeah. about that but she brought in this like savaged squirrel <laughs> and what she wanted to do yeah that? and so like I, we just wanted to calm her down and so I put it in a cardboard box and yeah. thought we'll just uh, and uh, rang the RSPCA one thing I discovered about my time working at Mac is that the RSPCA do not care about wild animals. <laughs> <laughs> they really are not interested in no. ducks or squirrels. They literally do not give a toss. Um, so um, that I'd called them. They weren't going to come out for the injured yeah. squirrel. And basically, so I had it in a box under my desk at just. At How long time. for? Well, for <laughs> a few weeks. <laughs> no, for the, for the duration of that evening shift. Yeah. But that evening shift involved a really busy. Judy Dench film, and oh so just no. as all these like elderly people came through, the squirrel basically reanimated and was just going apeshit in oh the box, God. and um, <laughs> it was um, it was really traumatic trying to sort of and they yeah. sort of people could say what's that noise? <laughs> <laughs> squirrel in a box. Wow. So yeah, there was uh, fun times at Mac. That's quite a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully no dead squirrels yeah, and uh, a lot a lot calmer tonight. Yeah. Catherine O'Flynn, thank you so much for talking to me. As ever, a pleasure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's hope tonight's event goes well. I'm sure it's going to be perfect. <laughs> it's going to be you, great. Yeah. Right, we're going to go inside to the warmth now. 
Ah. Oh, that's nice. Okay, perfect. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Park Date. Um, there's lots more where that came from, and there'll be more in the future as well. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review, um, good or bad, make them funny, I'll be reading out the best ones, and there'll be a prize for the one that makes me laugh the most. Name check some trees in your reviews and leave them wherever you get your podcasts from. Check out our website, parkdate.co.uk. And um, if you see me walking around in the park, come and say hello. I think that was the sound of someone sneezing. Um, yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. I've just been at the British Podcast Show where I've been learning how to make podcasts which sound a lot better. So do tune in next week when the era of the bad podcast will end and you will be able, you'll be able, you'll be able to hear uh, a new era of uh, reliable and good able podcasts as I improve the quality of the podcast and it becomes good next week on Park Tech. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.